we believe in inspiration. Giving should be inspired. If we're not inspired to give, don't give. <laughs> we should be inspired in our giving. And our organizations that we give to should inspire us. I love to donate. It feels good. At least it does to me. And if I was being honest, that is one of the reasons I do give. But I also like to give when I'm upset about the state of something, inspired, moved, or given access to a story that matches something I'm passionate about. Wouldn't it be great if there was an organization that matched people who wanted to give with charities who are doing great work? Well, today you're in luck. This episode shares the story of Emite, a nonprofit organization that does just that, connecting donors with charities, making impact worldwide, and hoping they can help all of us do more good globally. Meet Scott and Madison, who's building a community of givers who are making an impact on the world. Enjoy the show. Well, uh, good afternoon, good morning. Uh, Madison, you're in Spain, is that right? I am, Barcelona, so afternoon. Oh, that sounds so so terrible. And Scott, you're on the East Coast, I believe, right? <laughs> That's correct, so it is morning for me, Justin. Wonderful. Well, thank yeah. you all for joining uh, the Design of Podcast. We're excited to have you. And uh, I think I just would love to start, uh, perhaps each of you can just introduce yourselves and talk about you know, um, uh, this amazing organization that we will uh, lean into and find out more about, um, Emite. Who wants yes. to start? I suppose the founder should start. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Madison. She's letting age go before beauty in this instance. I love it. I love it. So, um, so my name is, uh, my name is Scott Toll and, um, Madison is my third out of seven. We, my wife and I have seven, uh, children. Um, we reside here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And just and really quick, you had seven children on purpose, right? <laughs> well, well, yeah. It's like I don't know about that, Justin. <laughs> I did, so, I did something on purpose, and then there you uh, go. There you go. <laughs> then yeah. I had seven kids, yeah. um, but they are all wonderful. Madison, uh, Madison is um, is awesome to work with. But we'll get into that. So, uh, so we live in Charlotte. Um, I'm kind of a uh, some people might call me a serial entrepreneur type uh, idea. Uh, start companies, uh, mainly internet related, mainly e-commerce related. And I have a history that started back when I was Madison's age, even of being in charity, um, in um, uh, working with a private foundation. And uh, so I have a I have a tremendous heart for givers in general and for spreading the joy of giving. And that's what Emite is all about. And I'll hand it off to Madison there. Yeah, so I'm Madison. I'm Scott's daughter, as he said, the third oldest. And um, well, I'm 23. And when I was 20, I moved to Barcelona, Spain um, to study in a business school. So I've been here for around three and a half years. I'm about to, I'm nearly graduating. I'm finishing it off strong. And uh, ever since then, I've been working with EMI. I've been the project director. Um, so my dad and I kind of started it together and we've been learning and growing from each other while in my gross hmm. and um, yeah, we're kind of like a father daughter duo. So I love it. That's who I, uh, am. <laughs> I love it. The dynamic duo. Thank you for that. So let's just start there. You know, traditionally on this show, we go back to the beginning and hear people's story and how they got to the moment that we're talking about. Yeah. But your organization is so incredible and I'm, I'm sure we'll get some of that reflection on this, but uh, what was the genesis? What what led you to wanting to start Emite? So, uh, where it started from, Justin, was this. So, I, I'm gonna. This does go back, and it goes back a bit. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go through it pretty quickly here. So we're gonna go through some fast forward on some years. But let's go back to the '80s when my father, um, he himself was higher up in in the uh, in the corporate world, he was working for ITT, International Telephone and Telegraph, is a big company back then. Now they're mostly in in um, in education and uh, and technical training. But um, but back then they had manufacturing facilities, and that and that was what my dad was in. He was in the automobile automobile business. But uh, we had the uh, 
we went to a church that was very missions oriented. And we, one night, one Sunday night, they had a, uh, they had a group come in from the Philippines and, um, uh, they, uh, the missionary there gave a talk and they talked at the end and said uh, they, they made an ask. They needed beds for about 200 kids at an orphanage. And my father had eight, my mom and dad had eight kids of their own. I'm the youngest of those. And um, so they, they had four kids in college at the time and they had four boys in the house. We were all eating them out of house and home. And, and uh, so there just wasn't any disposable income, but they did what they could. Um, but my my dad's heart was touched in that moment and he uh and it was just a few weeks after that he came out on the balcony my mom and i were in the in the garden in the back of the yard in the backyard and he said um he was talking to my mom he says lee you know if god would bless me i would love to help them get all of those beds for those orphans and in fact if god would bless me i would uh, you know i would give the majority of what i what i make to him he said that Justin, it's a dangerous thing to say. <laughs> it is a dangerous thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> three months, three, three to three to three to five months later, he was forced out of his position as an executive at ITT, and um, and uh, was unable to find a job uh, at the level um, that he needed to support his family. So he ended up buying, ended up risking everything and going out and buying his first business. He, after after a series of business purchases, he ended up. Um, amassing a pretty sizable um, uh, 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 business, quote unquote, empire, I guess you'd call it business uh, in manufacturing. And um, my, my mom and I, or uh, my, he, he and my mom started a private foundation to children as focus was on children. And we did, uh, when I was 25 years old, they came and they said, Scott, we'd like you to come down and direct this foundation for us. Um, as director, I was responsible for receiving grant proposals. I was responsible for um, uh, presenting those grant proposals to the board. And then I was responsible as a blessing to actually actually verify that uh, what we what we were investing in actually happened. And that's where EMIC comes in. And so at 25 years old, I'm helping build orphanages, you know, adding, you know, we were doing, doing operating wings on hospitals. It was, it, we were doing big capital projects and it was a lot of fun. But Justin, I was in, I was in this, at 25 years old, I was in this village in Telmachu, Romania. And uh, we had just helped build a dining hall at this orphanage, had about 150 to 200 kids there. And uh, we decided to christen that dining hall, but with by having a watermelon party. And so we went down to the market there in the small town, bought all the watermelons, drove them up the hill to the orphanage, set up a processing line and start cutting these watermelons open. And what my job was to cut slices of watermelon. Here I was just cutting these huge slices of watermelon. These kids were all laughing, smiling, running around. It was just awesome. We taught them how to, how to do uh, uh, watermelon seed spinning uh, contests out, out of the door. So uh, it was just a, just a blast. And right in the middle of it, I was sitting there watching the revelry, watching the joy and everything. And I thought to myself, wow, this is just so awesome. It's so amazing. And right there, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, what about everybody else? And it hit me, you know, as one of those pauses, kind of like, you know, you got, you feel the weight right there. It's kind of like, wow. And um, it was in that instance where I got the, the inspiration to, um, to attempt to create that experience, that moment that I had for everyone, regardless of size of gift, um, you know, uh, regardless of age, regardless of economic status, regardless of anything, you don't have to be the director of, a, of an organ of a, of a foundation, whatever size gift, I wanted everyone to experience that because it's such a fantastic feeling. Um, to me. And so uh, I actually went back home. When I got back home, I registered the name Emite and then started having a family. Um, had seven kids, started businesses, do it, did all that. And then it, then it just, you know, Emite was always there. I even talked to my kids about it. And what eventually happened is, Justin, is, is that the kids came to me in 2015 and said, it's time to do Emite. It's time to do Emite. And lo and behold, they're their wisdom and revelation uh, 
uh, showed me that all of the things were in place that I needed to start this idea of bringing the donor to the field for them to see the impact that they made. And I realized no one was doing that really significantly. Um, certainly not the way that, that I, that I felt was, and I shouldn't say no one, there are certainly great organizations out there that, that do, do bring awareness to their, to their, uh, to their donors. But, um, but from EMITE standpoint, it was, you give a dollar, you give a dollar to a project. I'm going to present to you the same thing as if you had given, you know, $50,000. Everyone participates in this because it's the might. Let, let me just kind of break down a couple of things here. So um, what's the significance of the name, E-Mite? So E was back in the day, you probably remember this, Justin, back in the day you had E-Pets, you had E-Insurance, e E-Everything, right? Electronic, E-E-E-E. So back in the day when I, when I formed this, Mark 12, um, was my was a scripture that that I was given the idea of the might the widow's might and e in front of it electronic might so it's the idea of giving your might so Justin we don't consider a donation from the standpoint of its size we consider it as from the standpoint of a might and every dollar you have in your bank account represents time in your life that's how the world pays you for your production, for your time that you've spent here on the earth. It's the world's way of doing it. So when you give a dollar, we want you to consider you're giving your life away. The same as if you were volunteering your time or your energies. We're, you're giving your life away. And I want you to understand that because that's your might. That's M-I-T-E, but it's also your M-I-G-H-T. It's your might. So the might, the might, doesn't matter of size. That's not the value in it. The value in a mite from the story of the widow's mite in, in, um, in Mark, in the book of Mark, the value of it is that it gets the Lord's attention. Jesus intentionally sat across from the treasury in the temple and watched the donors give into the temple treasury. And he picked out the widow's mite, two small coins, less than a penny, not a big gift, insignificant compared to all the rest of the gifts, but Jesus was sitting across, intentionally across the way, paying attention to what the widow was doing. And after it was all said and done, the Lord of all the universe said that the widow gave the greatest gift. So what the might is, is really, it's God's power in our gift. It's when we give our life voluntarily, uh, joyously, and willingly, and God uses that and he can take a dollar. You know this because you've been on the field, Justin, you've seen it. You can take a dollar and God can use a dollar in the field and he will do unbelievable things. So that's that's where the inspiration of the mic comes from and the and the meaning behind the name. I love it. And from a uh, someone who cares about story and brand, I love it even more uh, because <laughs> of the depth of it. So yeah. Madison, my question to you is, uh, is is your dad remembering uh that story correctly did you kids come to him and say hey let's do email yeah he is remembering it correctly i i don't think it was me it was probably led by our older brother or my older brother andrew um who has a strong passion for you um and was involved in the beginning of it um but yeah he is remembering it correctly i've heard that story many times so <laughs> So it's it's, it's it's whether it's true or not, it's now a legend. It's it there. Is. It's true. It's now it's now official. Well, exactly. I, I want to talk to you about you know process and all that sort of thing because I I feel your guys's approach in general is is very um, unique and um, modern and relevant, but also steeped in purpose, which I um, I really admire. But I want to ask a, a simpler question to, to each of you. What does giving mean to you? I think giving means to me personally, a way of sh expressing my love towards, well, in particular people. Um, and I always say, you know, my dad and I have talked about this many, many times. I actually wrote a blog for a blog post for you might, you know, specifically targeted towards people in their 20s. That was actually the, the title of the blog that where you may not have very much to give. Um, 
you know, actual money to give. There are so many different ways you can give. My dad hit on volunteering, but there are just so many different ways. And I think it's a way of expressing your love towards other people. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to me. And Justin, I'll, I will I will piggyback onto that and say this. For me, it is it is my personal expression of love, but the love that I have is given to me by God. And so it is a deposit that's within me. And the great thing about it, you say giving, I'm going to cheat just a little bit. Okay, Justin, just a little bit. I want to incorporate charity into this. Because in the Bible, charity is kind of used synonymously with love. We have taken charity and we've made it this industry of man doing good for man. But the reality of it is, is that charity is by basis, is the basis of God's love. And what, what giving and what charity is, is our opportunity to join God in what he's doing in the earth. Now, when you think about, I get, I'm, I'm sorry, I got a little bit, I got, I'm getting some. I love it. You're getting fired up. Go, (laughs) go, stack, go. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity in charity and in giving. That's unlike, it's, it is our opportunity. We're not, and not everyone's up preaching the gospel. Not everyone's out, you know, being an apostle, evangelizing, doing all those things. But those people who go day to day and do their job, they raise their families, they do this. Charity and giving is that opportunity for us to tap in to and say, I'm joining God. I'm joining God in what he's doing in the world. And I mean, that's when you think about it in that in that light, it changes everything with regards to it. That's what that's what giving means to me. That's what gets me excited about giving. Yeah, I, I cannot tell at all that you're excited. That's infectious. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you a question. So our show is listened to a variety of people, uh, those who have a faith um, heritage or belief um, mm-hmm. and those who do not. So uh, for those who do not, you know, and, and I'm not advocating that every organization is for everybody but for those who want to have this experience um, but don't have a relationship with god why would they want to give to emite well if they have a heart to help their fellow man that's exactly what we do i mean our our central our central um objective regardless of whether it's based on faith or not based on faith, our central objective is to meet the needs of those who are hurting. And so, um, yes, we, we ourselves have faith. We, we are of a Christian faith, but we by no means discriminate on, on who receives our, our, our giving. Um, and nor do we discriminate on who we work with necessarily. <laughs> Ultimately, when you talk, when you discuss about the idea about faith, or having faith or believing in God. Ultimately, if you don't believe in God, fine. You have to, if you if you have a desire to give, you have an internal compass that's within you that says, I want to reach out and touch my fellow men. And from that standpoint, I think Madison's, Madison's uh, definition of giving in her mind nails it for that person, no question. Mine goes into the face side. But Madison is basically expressing what any individual, regardless of faith, has the ability to say, giving to me is me helping others. And I, you know, I think Emite does that. Um, and we try to do it with the utmost of excellence. And even above and beyond that, we try to engage the giver. We try to engage the giver in what's in, in what they're in, in the impact that's being made. So um right. That would be my answer to that. I don't know if it's as I don't know if it's as uh, thorough as it needs to be, but but that would be my answer to that. I asked the question about giving because I feel that in this uh, kind of charitable world, you know, people go into it with a lot of expectations or bias or or maybe even you know, uh, the thought process, I want to give because it makes me feel good, but man, I really hope what I'm giving to, it turns out to be something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to hear your perspective on that. Cause I feel that really gets to the DNA of Emite. Exactly. Madison, why don't you take the, you're going to take the ball on that one. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Emite, what we do, we really, really strive to do in excellence. Um, and that comes from 
from what my dad and I have learned, how our process, what we call the EMI process, but also just the, the team members that we work with. We, we try to make sure that every single mite that's given, every dollar that's given, um, really is making a massive impact. So I would say to your question, why would people give in general, why would people give, but maybe why would people give who, who may not be faith-based? I think it's just that you might, we set ourselves apart in my opinion from other organizations um, with the, with the, uh, I don't know how you would say it, with the, the levels that we go to try to connect our donors to their gift. I mean, it is actually, when you really think about it, I think it's because we've been doing this for a few years. So for us, it might be a bit normal, but when you really think about it, the fact that we go in field and we visit every single one of our partners and we stay there for three to four days, we meet the people that are being affected by, by our donors. We take video, we share stories, we get reports. And we bring this all back to our donors. Doesn't matter the size that they, the size of gift that they gave. It, in my opinion, that sets you might apart from any other nonprofit that I've met, that I've researched. And I've researched a lot of nonprofits, that's <laughs> a lot of that's, charities. That's what she's done for a living, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and there are so many other things, but I'd say that that's something that I really connect with it's the it's the extent that will go to make sure that people know um we don't want you to just give and then forget about where where it went or not care that that and that and that goes all back to the whole point of we want you to be cheerfully and and willingly giving giving because you know that your gift is actually going somewhere and it's actually reaching someone it's not just going out into outer space. I feel like for so many years people have given and they've gotten just so used to not hearing back from the, the charity or nonprofit about where it went. And so people just give now and they don't even know where it went. And, and it's almost like they don't even care, but I think it's because it's this routine that we've gotten into and we, we almost need to break that, that mindset. People should really, people should care where their giving goes. Um, and they should be, charities should be, in my opinion, held responsible for sharing with their donors, um, you know, the impact that their, that their donors are making. So yeah, that so was a long answer to no, that. No, it's okay. Question, that's all right. <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to ask it a little differently. Um, and you guys can, you know, um, you know, answer it as a team if you want. <clears throat> on your website, I love uh, the description you have on there, which is Emite is a matchmaker for donors and charities. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really unique uh, in this world. So I would love for you to comment on that, but maybe the best way to, to share that definition is in your process. Like, what does that mean? How do you match? How are you a matchmaker? you know, for donors and charities? How does that work? Yep. I'm going to, I'm, um, the details of the process, I'm going to, I'm going to allow Madison to, to discuss, but I want to, I just, as an introduction to an answer on, on that is to say this, e our orientation is the donor side. We are a ministry to donors. That's the way we orient ourselves. We are the byproduct of it is these are these awesome projects because Givers need something to give to. So Emite's process is developed so that we can service our donors as a donor organization, as a donor ministry or an organization that serves donors. We developed a process to get their gift into the field so that it's impactful. Now, with regards to the actual process and the details of the process, Madison, we've, we've developed this, Justin, we've developed this process over a four-year time frame. But that's what we focused our attention on. We didn't start really heavily fundraising until the end of last year. All of the rest of the time was to, to, to define a process that we knew delivered what donors should be receiving. And so, Madison, I'll hand it off to you and you can, uh, you can fill us in on, on the details of the process. Yeah, so um, 
we are a matchmaker. That's how, well, that's how I like to define EMITE. We're a matchmaker between excellent charities around the world and donors. And so essentially what our team does, we spend a lot of our time researching and vetting nonprofits. Um, a majority of our partners are based in the United States, but we've now expanded into the UK. And we will first find the nonprofits and we will vet them. So, and you know, I always say, we, I, I don't know if I want to word it like this, but we kind of stalk the nonprofits. Um, and that's basically means that we go deep. We look at, you know, we go past their finances, which I think is where a lot of people stop. We go and we look into their leaders. Um, we look into their into their values. We look into what their uh, what their goals are for the next few years. And then, if they passed all of that, we then um, contact them. And one thing that sets that our partners have said to us that set us apart from um, from other organizations that contact them is our first contact asks. Is there any way that we can help you guys? Is there any project that you currently need funding? Um, and our partners always say, instead of us going in there and saying, you know, this is the project that we want to sponsor, um, they say you're like a dream partner because you are helping us excel in our mission instead of coming in and taking over. Amen. And so. We will go in there, we'll, we'll make the contact and we'll essentially uh, establish um, a project. We will then um, bring that project back to our giving community and we will say, guys, I'll use an example of uh, LifeWater. <laughs> we'll say, guys, we've got this excellent project. We are partnering with LifeWater. We're building a well in Golachefe for 312 people and um, our giving community if they want to, we'll fund that project. Whoever wants to get involved, we'll go in field. Our EMI team will go in field with a videographer. We will capture our celebra celebration video, get stats, stories, all of those good things. And then we'll bring that back to our giving community and essentially give them a full report on where their gift went and who it impacted. Including and all of the media. Including all the media. And, and the celebration that, video and the celebration video, all of it. And that is um, uh, a project, a completed, a successful project start to finish. And, and that so is I, how I we wanna, match donors. Just for clarification, Justin, I want to, she, she, she talked about that process. You don't really get in, you, you hear words like we, we, we go deep, we do things like that. The vetting process, the initial vetting process of a of a of a partner can take anywhere between three and six months. That's that's what we're talking about. It's not. I mean, it's the due diligence that you would do if you were buying a company. That's that's what Emite does. Now we don't anticipate that or expect that every donor is going to be able to do that. You've got work to do, but that's why Emite exists. <laughs> Right. We exist to do that part of it, and that's why we're that's why we're a matchmaker for 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 donors. The other thing I want to and I, I want to hit on um, that we haven't said yet, which I think is an important thing, is to understand the core values of Emite, and the core values are, of Emite are built off of that. They're built into the process. So we we believe in we believe in inspiration. Giving should be inspired. If we're not inspired to give, don't give. <laughs> we should be inspired in our giving and our organizations that we give to should inspire us. First Chronicles 29, David did an awesome job of inspiration when he was building the temple or he wasn't building it. He was raising funds to build the temple. That's a great story. I encourage anyone to look at that story and see what inspiration can do um, uh, in giving. Uh, the, other, the next thing we do is engagement and engaging means active participation. It's not it's not ho-hum, you know, uh, whatever type situation. It's actually engaging in it and saying, man, this is awesome. I love doing this. I want to do this again. Um, awareness. Some people call it transparency. We've used the term transparency, but I really like the word awareness. Awareness goes beyond transparency. We are transparent with our financials and all that. And if, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll, you, we're, we're an open book, but that's one step, but awareness isn't entirely, it's entirely, it adds to it. 
the awareness of exactly what's happening with the donor's gift. It's getting down deep into it. That starts when we start doing weekly updates or we start doing the the uh, the infield visits. That's where the awareness has been. And then the last step has to be part of it. There has to be celebration. Now, this is a key because some people, particularly those people of religious faith, will say, wait, 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 you know, They'll go to the whole idea of, okay, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing and giving. Don't trumpet on the corner your your gift and, and be like the Pharisees, right? So we agree with that wholeheartedly. We don't put names on buildings. We don't, we don't, um, you know, we don't point out any individual donors and say, hey, they gave a whole bunch, you know? But this celebration we're talking about is entirely different. It's saying, guys, we as a group, we did this. This is the impact. Now, let's celebrate. The recipients are celebrating. They're having a blast. <laughs> they're they're opening up the the, the new school with you know ch- with with clapping and you know you know how they do it. Oh, I, I love the celebrations in in uh, in in Africa. They are unbelievable. You hear the guys. You know they're doing and all of those stuff. <laughs> it's fantastic. They're celebrating. Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we join in that? That should be us too. So celebration is the is the is the is the last piece of the puzzle when it comes to our to our core values. Well, I love that. And so I was on project 20, I believe is the a number yeah. and yeah. where I had yes, the opportunity right. to uh, meet Madison and and befriend Carlos, our the videographer who was spectacular by the way. <laughs> and I just watched the video the other day for, I think probably for the sixth time it's, it's gorgeous and um, brought me back great memories. Madison, do you remember the celebratory lunch and not being quite sure what we were eating? <laughs> yes. And I remember uh, Darren, was it Darren who gave me his leftover, what I forget the name of what they called that grounded. Yeah. Kind of mushy stuff. Yeah. Well, Honestly, so Scott, so they made bad. this. They made this. This mushy stuff is what the technical term is. But <laughs> no it's, it, it's actually it's it, it's kind of like a delicacy. It's like a great honor to have it. Like it, it costs yeah. them a lot to make it. Yes. And it it was so wonderfully horrible to eat. It was really hard to choke down. But <laughs> Darren, for our listeners, is was our project leader, and he thought it'd be hilarious if he put Madison on the spot. So we're yeah. trying to like eat this stuff and be respectful, um, <laughs> which quite honestly is a beautiful part of the story because um, they were loving the fact that we were eating this mushy stuff and appearing to have enjoyed it, which um, they'll never hear this podcast maybe, but uh, uh, that was not the case. It was not. It was all an act. It was, it was all an act, wasn't yeah. it? But here's the thing that I thought was beautiful about that. And I, one of the um, parts of your organization that I think is really brilliant and beautiful and wonderful. And we, we get this question a lot when we do work um, out of the country is, you know, I'm never going to go there. I'm not going to be there. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what mushy stuff tastes like, which (laughs) trust me, everybody, you should be thankful for, (laughs) but your video that you bring back is so beautifully done, but it really captures the, the, I mean, I don't even have the words, the specialness, the, the, the beauty, the humanity, the love that your donors are um, helping to um, make happen through the, whatever organization you're partnering with. Is that come back full circle from the watermelon seed spitting moment? Is that what that's about? Is that where that's from? You nailed it, man. You, you, your whole description of the video there, you, if, if I could bottle up what I felt in that moment and I could hand it out, those celebration videos are supposed to be the bottle. It's, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, if I, oh man, if you, if you could feel that, I can't, like I, I say this sometimes, uh, Justin, I, I say, I can't tell you what it smells like. I mean, I can't, I can't give that to you. And I can't, I can't give you all the sights and the sounds that it's like to be immersed in that culture. But what I can give you is I can give you those faces, those beautiful, wonderful faces smiling. I can show you the children who have now fresh water, who used to, and I can show you where they used to get their water. And, and I can, 
explain and you can see in their faces the difference. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. That if, uh, if you want to, the way that you described the, the, the celebration video nails it on the head. That's exactly what Emite wants to do. We want that celebration video to be that thing that that brings into focus the joy that you created, the, the, the immense difference that you've made in a person's life with a small thing. That's the other thing. Oh man, are you, we could talk. I, I, the difference that can be made on such small things. We've handed out book bags <laughs> in the way back of Indonesia. I'm talking about way back in Indonesia. I'm talking about way out there. We've handed out, we've handed out book bags to, to, to kids and they got nothing more than pencil paper, workbooks in there, some little bit of snacks and stuff. And man, you're giving them, it's like, you, it's like you're giving them a Lamborghini at Christmas, you know, for us. I, I mean, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe that, but you know, some people think, might think, well, it's just a book bag. I mean, what difference does that make? The love that they feel, the, the love that is felt from the from the standpoint of having received a gift, maybe the only gift that they receive in their life, is unbelievable. You have no idea the impact of that. And what did it cost? It cost ten bucks. I mean, yeah. come on. So yes, you you nailed it. I I overtalked it, but you nailed it on the head. That's exactly and, what the uh, what the video is supposed to do. And I have to give a, a shout out to our videographers. I mean, Justin, you've seen it. Them in field, Carlos and. Daddy, you saw Oscar and yes. these guys do amazing work making, you know, creating that story into a three minute video. Mm -hmm. um, they are, they are incredible. I could never. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think, you know, uh, Carlos in particular for our trip, he probably had, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 hours of footage for that three minute. I remember going on to breakfast being tired and watching Carlos come off the roof of the hotel because he did the time-lapse video <laughs> that I saw made the video, by the way. And um, and Scott, you'll love this. Madison looked at him like really sternly. She's like, did you get it? <laughs> Got it. So I'm just like, man, I'm glad I'm not working for Madison. She's the sergeant, man. She's yeah. a sergeant, dude. Um, she get it. You're, you're only there once. I mean, you may return. You are. It'll be a while. You yeah. are. And, and, and Justin, I, I, you know, we as a team, and everybody might understands we have one opportunity to capture this. We will not get this again. And we take it very, very, very seriously. We, have, we do, it's, uh, you know, it's a three minute video, but uh, dude, we, we, we put our heart and soul into that because the givers, because really we're dealing with your life. To us, your might is your life. We're, it's, it's something to be truly, truly honored. And that's why we go the extra mile for it. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I think <clears throat> I'm sure you've probably heard um, of some naysayers on certain things. So I'd love to ask some of those questions uh, not to burst our joy balloon. We'll get back to it. Um, but, you know, being in the space and working with a variety of nonprofits and helping them message and do their work, you know, there there's constant, you know, um, tension or miss or maybe uh, misunderstanding on other sides uh, of, of people's understanding of how it works. So for those people who might say, uh, okay, I give and you partner with the organization, that's great. And then I get it. And then I get a video, you know, uh, what's the big deal? You know, uh, am I giving just to get a video? Uh, how would you respond to that? <laughs> Man, Justin, I, I got to tell you, I'm not sure that that person would give to you might. I, yeah. I honestly, I don't, our, our givers aren't that way. I will say, so I'm going to, I'm going to say, all right. I'll well, hold on a second. If, the, if the, the, let me ask a different question. Cause I, I agree with you yeah. that um, I'm pushing you on something here. I'll get, I'll yeah. get to it yeah. in a different way. Um, so for Madison, you talked about, and Scott, you talked about, you have, you know, an e-mite community. So how have you attracted that community? Did that start with friends and family and grow from there or, or share a little bit about that? Yeah, it definitely started from friends and family. I mean, I think that really it started because my Scott, my dad and my mom, Scott and Tamson, we, I mean, we come, they come from a big family. We, they've been in Charlotte for 
for several years. They know a lot of people. They also, my dad didn't really get into it, but my parents were essentially missionaries. I mean, they were traveling all around the world, so they knew a lot of people. So I think when Emite started, we did have a, a support system behind us, but um, we had a we had a foundation. There was a Justin. There was a core of individuals who got the idea of the importance of generosity, not only to us individually, but also to us as a society. I think if we lose charity, we will have lost a a um, a balancing part of our society. Um, we're we're in a we're in a state now where it's it's you know the idea of it's better to give than receive is looked at uh, <laughs> as foolishness. It's actually in some instances, in a lot of instances, our society has moved so far over that it's better to take than it is to to give, right? And and that's that's harmful. I mean, that's harmful. So so we we. We started with the, we started with a core, which almost any organization does. We started with the core people who believed in that aspect that generosity is important, that you can pass it on, and then it built off of that. It has been uh, it has been um, predominantly uh, family originally. It's expanding out, and we continue to expand it out. We have efforts to to get more and more involved in that. Um, interestingly, the ones that are coming in are actually young donors. And I think that this is an important thing. I, I think you have some other questions along these lines to dig, to, to kind of dig in a little deeper, but I want to, I want to point out one thing. Okay. Would you, would you give me the, the liberty to do that here? Of course. This, this is, yeah. this is your show, Scott. I work for you. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, because I think one of the things where, when you talk about naysayers, one of the things is. Um, is the idea of, well, why is he might necessary? I mean, the organizations already exist, right? You can give to any of the, or we don't hide them. You can, we want you to give to them, right? Why does he might even exist? Cause we're just like a, you know, some people might say that we're in the forum. We're just a middleman. Um, I, to me, I would suggest that we're providing a very essential service and we're doing it in a way that, uh, that benefits the quote unquote consumers, quote unquote, which is the givers, right? The the donors. So so that's who we're serving. But but some people might say that. Others would say, can you really change the heart of a person when it comes to giving? Right? That's that's a that's a big one. So you have people who give who are generous in life, and then you have those who aren't going to give. And I to me, that's like saying, you know, that <laughs> that's like saying that you have this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, thing. And ah, people, people who don't know about it, they don't really care about it. Right. Right. So, so we're presenting this most wonderful thing in a manner that is, that is not really all that spectacular to the vast majority of the people. And some of these people over here, they get it and they're enjoying this thing. But these guys over here, they're not ever going to get involved. I think that that to me, that's a that kind of that's that's the one that really digs into me. It, it really gets in there because to me, really quick, to me, the fact that only two that we only give two percent of our national GDP, and the fact that only five percent of the church-going individuals in our country give, and that they're only giving two percent of their net income, that's not the giver's fault. That's not uh, the donor's fault. That's the fault of the organizations not inspiring people to give. We have the, the, greatest, the greatest depository of resources to impact the world is in the age group between 20 and 40 years old. These guys, they don't give, they're not inspired to give. I shouldn't say it's not, that's not uni, unilaterally, but the vast majority of them don't give. Why? Because they don't feel their gift matters. They don't have enough to give. We do the headlines for the big boys. The little guys don't get any. Why give? And so, so yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about reaching in there, digging in there and saying, no, 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 listen, this isn't, this isn't just for us, the guys who get the generosity bug. This is for everybody. Let's show everybody what it, the benefits of giving. There you go. 
That's good. Um, so, so you're, you're, you're flying high there. I like it. <laughs> Let me make an observation. And, and if you could share with me, um, how this lands for you and, and for, and forgive me in advance if, if this, uh, uh, this is not meant to be offensive in any way, shape or form, but I love the matchmaking concept, right? So as yeah. matchmaking in general is right, uh, uh, an organization uh, or, you know, someone helps match, you know, two different things together, right? Mm -hmm. It's in a lot of ways, it feels like when you think about the dating apps or whatever, it really in a lot of ways feels like a gateway to a relationship, right? It helps right. you to be aware of what's out there. It helps you to, um, you know, uh, for lack of better terms, be attracted to things that might interest you. And I feel like in a lot of ways, it's e-mite. You, you all are creating an opportunity for people to be exposed and to be educated and to be moved to take action, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to donate. Yeah. 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 And, and along those lines, Madison, why don't you give... Give Justin the 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 benefit. So so a lot of what we're talking about, Justin, it's and I know you you've been in business and you see these fortuitous things happen in your business and 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 you work with ministries and you see these things happen. There are things that 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 are part of Emite naturally out of the process and out of the way we've gone about it that are happening. That I look at and I say, wow, I that never even crossed my mind that it would be like this. And it's totally God. It, it, the, a lot of what we've already talked about is just totally God. But, but this aspect, um, Madison, about the, uh, you know what I'm about to hit on, right? Help yeah, me out the, here. The not going into the. Yes, yes, the mission, supporting the mission. Tell them about that. Talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, like I was saying, whenever I was talking about our process, how one of the, the first way that we contact our our partners, we ask them, is there any way we can help you? Is there any project that you currently need funding funded that uh, isn't funded that we can help out with? And I think, um, you know, like my dad was saying, I don't even know if we really realized how, that was just something that came natural, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't remember ever sitting down having a conversation, this is how you have to go about it. It's just something that came completely natural. Of course, we want to ask them how we can help them, you know, further their mission. Of course, we want to ask that. And um, I think that's what sets EMIT apart. Like I was saying, it's just that a lot of people go in and say, this is the project that I want to sponsor. This is what my donors want. But that may not be helping the, the organization out at all. Right. At all. Yeah, so yeah, we don't, us we don't going in. Our, right. Right. And, and we have these awesome uh, partner testimonials. They, they say it better than I do, honestly, but we have these awesome partner testimonials and they literally just say you might as a, as a dream partner because they come in and they almost um, they just support us in in our mission instead of coming in and saying this is what we want. Um, so Justin, what's naturally developed out of that is the idea. So what we've come to realize is, is that we put on we put on these organizations whose mission are to dig wells, to provide clean water for people, to to have whole home health uh, 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 registrations. So just to prepare them to have a well. I mean, LifeWater's whole process is amazing. I had no idea about LifeWater. Number one, number two. Um, I had no idea about the comprehensiveness of their program. You learn that because of Emite. I learned that. I'm the, I'm the founder of Emite. I learned it because of our process. But here's the thing. We we ask these organizations, and by the way, most of the organizations that we work with are not as big as LifeWater. I mean, we're talking about mm. organizations with with under $5 million budgets. So, so, uh, so we're not dealing with the big boys, but even these small guys, we tell them, hey, we want you to go out there. We want you to remove uh, remove parasitic insects from people who are afflicted with them in Uganda, who are losing digits, you know, fingers and 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 toes from their bodies. We want you to do that. Oh, but by the way, you're also going to need to come back to the states 
and do a two month dog and pony show and go around to the churches and all of the organizations and promote this and then raise money and then go back and do your mission. Oh, and then come back again. And by the way, on occasion, we're going to send some people in field and we're going to, you know, we want you to take care of them when they're in there. These guys mission is to, is to eradicate a parasitic insect. <laughs> Let them do their mission. That's what, e that's a fantastic, I, I love this aspect of Emite and I just learned about it. it. It was, you know, five years in, I learned about it. We allow people to do the mission they do. And then we promote them. Then we come alongside as, at, and, and like you were saying, Emite educates the donor. You may give to Soul Hope, that's who I was talking about in the, in the parasitic thing in Uganda. You may give to Soul Hope from now on. I mean, you know, you may become a donor and you're given directly so hope. Praise God. That's what we'd love to see, right? We don't want, this isn't about Emite, Emite, um, uh, I shouldn't say this. Well, I should say this. It isn't necessarily about Emite growing or, or, or having to have its place between the donor and the ministry. It's about us uh, getting together and understanding and changing the way that giving is 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 done by positively affecting the donor, and the and I, the great thing about it is that we work with awesome organizations that are doing awesome things, and because of the way that Emice works, they get to do that while we do what we do, and I think it's such a beautiful partnership, beautiful marriage in those instances that we've done it in. So yeah, well, I think yeah. it's a really it's a really great model of servant leadership. You, you go in and say, hey, you're already doing your thing. Mm. Help us. We want to help you do that thing even better with less, um, you know, I'm not going to say less effort, but, you know, we're going to help raise awareness and we're going to help market it. And I think um, I, I really just, in interest of time, I, I, I just have two yeah. questions left. But yes, sir. what I think is really powerful and what attracted me to you guys is – the power of story you really understand that whether you do that know that consciously or not which i believe you you do just based from you know that initial experience you had scott and with the watermelons um mm -hmm. is that power of story is really uh a gorgeous part of of what you do so um i'm assuming that's purposeful right that's that's it is. It is part purposeful. of the dna yeah and i think and i think justin is purposeful on every single project Every single project is its own story. You brought you brought part of the story from from Project Twenty to us, having experienced it firsthand. Um, but every single time we come back, we come back with story. There's a story there. There's people involved. There's there's connection involved. There's love involved. That builds the story. Um, yes, we originated from story. I love story. I think you know. I think plot and story is what intrigues the human mind. It's what engages us. Um, and I think it's God's way of talking in my personal, I believe it's God's way of talking to us, giving us those experiences that develop story and, and allow us to pass on. It's a, it's a natural thing according to, to, to God's spirit. And we try to build that in every single one of the projects that we do. So story well, is a big deal. Yeah, and I want to touch on something my dad and I were talking about the other day. It's we have all these resources in our hands in 2021. I mean, Justin, we I literally called my parents from a village in Ethiopia when they were in Charlotte, North Carolina, and showed them the well that we that they helped fund, <laughs> which is insane if you think it about insane. it. It's insane. And, I, and so it's almost like you don't have even an excuse to not have a story, to not make that connection because we have everything in our hands. Yes. We, I believe that you might hasn't even, you know, I think that we, we are doing our best right now to, to make that connection. And I keep on bringing up that word, but that really is what it is. We are doing our best, but I believe that we haven't even really tapped into it quite yet. I think that it, it can go beyond just a three minute video. There can exactly. be more. It's exactly um, right. It's going up. We're going to yeah. get more, more engaged. Yeah. So that's a good segue. So yeah. Talk about, you know, the future and closing here. What is the, 
what is the future for EMI? What are your hopes and dreams and goals there? Well, we have a we have a pretty big year coming up this. Well, we're in a pretty big year right now. EMI had, um, thankfully, by the grace of God, COVID, uh, you know, it did put, we weren't able to go in field and complete several of our projects that we had planned for 2020, but we had a strong year um, as far as, you know, raising awareness about what we're doing and, and creating plans for 2021. So we've got our biggest year this year, it's 12 projects. Actually, our team is in field right now in Uganda. Yep. And um, we, we've got some, well, I'll let my dad get into the, but as far as the projects go, we're, we're, we're partnering with a lot of new partners. Um, and our team has also grown, which is really cool. Yes, <laughs> we're happy Madison. to have new people on. <laughs> Madison is happy about that. She's got some, yeah. she's got some help. Very um, happy. So yeah, we're doing we're doing Justin, we're doing twelve projects this year, which is going to almost double any previous year. Um, and coming right out of COVID, the COVID year, I think that that's a fantastic thing. They've been hard at work. Uh, Mile, who is who is our project coordinator now, um, and Madison is our project director, uh, soon to be executive director probably, um, if she if she hangs in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's uh, uh, Mile uh, and Madison have done an awesome job uh, talking with uh, uh, and going through the process and getting projects lined up. So we got 12 projects in 2021. Our goal is to do 18 in 2022. And Justin, in 2023, our objective is to do 30 projects in a single year, um, which will which will be about two and a half projects per per month, which is. You know, it's a big dream. I know that you're in business, you know this. Sometimes you don't know how you're gonna do it, but you put it out there and you get the and you get it done. And I have faith in the in the team that we have to get it done. Um, from there, um, it's going to be continuing to develop out. We've got we've got to work on, you know, how do you do how do you do a hundred projects a year? How do you do a thousand projects a year? And and without diluting, without diluting what Emite is, you know, without diluting that aspect of of inspiration, engagement, um, awareness, and and celebration, we've got to we've got to maintain that because I know that those are key aspects to uh, encouraging people and allowing people to share in the joy of giving. Um, so, so we we've got a lot of different processes we're, we're right now we're actively involved in building a new platform a new technology platform which will enhance our communication capability with people um, with our donors um, hopefully it also has some influence on our communications in field um, so we, we're actively involved in developing that and then we're going to be building our team our team is going to continue to grow um, as we expand uh, as we expand out and we're doing more projects all over the world, uh, we're going to need we're going to need uh, more feet on the ground uh, per se, probably maybe even some regional feet, you know, that are that are staying in certain areas. So all of that is in the that's all in our minds. It's all it's all rolling around in there. Um, and uh, as God faithfully, as we, as I, I like to say this to my team, uh, Justin, we're just trying to keep up with Him. <laughs> You know, he's yeah. he's ahead of us. We're just trying to keep up, and uh, and as as we attempt to keep up, and as we're able to keep up with what he's doing, I I uh, I believe that uh, that we're going to see some amazing things come out of that. Awesome. Did that explain it? <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, how do I cut this down to forty minutes? Uh, um, uh, Scott and Madison, uh, a couple of things. First of all, personally. Thank you so much for creating this organization. It, it has greatly impacted um, my experience. Uh, Madison, our trip was was really phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And and Scott, I'll put this in the show notes, but I think Madison remembers we pulled in that day uh, at the site of your project, and there couldn't have been a more beautiful setting. It was yeah. in this little valley in the mountains. Uh, it was just, it was stunning. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for giving me time so I can share your story with our listeners. And and uh, I wish you all the best. And, and uh, we'll be cheering you on every step of the way. 
Thank you, thank Justin. You, thank you, Justin. for Thank you for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And by the way, we like talking about Emite, if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was an honor. Thank you. It was an honor. It was, it was my a pleasure. Great honor. Thank you, Scott and Madison and Emite for creating a place for people to get connected with impactful charities and projects around the world and to help us all do good globally. For more on Emite, to see those beautiful video celebrations, or just to check them out, go to emite.org, E-M-I-T-E.org. I would also like to thank Sleeping At Last for providing our show soundtrack. For more on Ryan and his music, please go to sleepingatlast.com or search for Sleeping At Last wherever you get your music from. And to Design of Audio Engineer Steve Wick, who was inspired by Emite's love of celebrations. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it. If so, please give us a ranking on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell others about our show and stay tuned for the next episode. Please follow us on Twitter at Design of Podcast and check out our site at rule29.com forward slash design of podcast. See you next episode. Bye.